I'm Jenny Galuzzo, co-founder of The Second Shift. Welcome to our podcast where we talk all things women, work, and well-being, how they intersect, our competing forces, and how to create and maintain personal and professional alignment in your life. Let's do this. This episode of the Second Shift Podcast has something for everybody in our audience. Leslie Myers is the president of Hot Girls Pearls, which is freezable cooling jewelry that are chic and you can wear if you're having a menopause moment or if you're just hot, if you just want to look like super cute while you're, you know, at a hot wedding or on the sidelines at your kid's game, whatever. It's such a clever idea. And That's an amazing product. But why the story is so interesting is because Leslie Myers was a senior marketing executive who took some time out of the workforce when she had her third child and joined the second shift and was a very successful second shift member who did many different projects over the years and then took a job being the president of this company, Hot Girls Pearls, and then paid it forward by utilizing and hiring members of the second shift to grow this business and into what it is now, which is incredibly successful. And I just enjoy the whole experience of talking to her because she has such a great perspective from both being a person who was really nervous about going off into the world and figuring out how to be a consultant that experience, working with clients, what was good, what was bad, pitching, and then also the leap of faith of going to take this full-time job. And then as the client, what she's looking for, why she works with the second shift, what stands out in a pitch, pricing yourself, negotiation. It's just like a 360-degree view from this one person's perspective. And it also proves the model and the ethos of the second shift ecosystem because This is an example, but I can't tell you how many more stories like this there are. And it just fills me with pride and excitement. So I'm tremendously grateful to Leslie Myers. And I hope that you'll check out Hot Girls Pearls. The link's going to be in this episode. So if you want to go and check them out for yourself, you can. And she's generously offered a promotion. We've never met, but you... We have not, but you have like a really long and uh, storied history with the second shift. I, I really think you're like our model client and member. It's such a great story. And so we were going through, you know, our weekly meeting the other day and going through everything. And I was like, we need to talk to Leslie Myers about her experience with the second shift because you've experienced working with us from every side and your business is so incredible, timely, and thriving. Well, first, it is so nice to actually meet you. And I talk about the second shift all the time to people because I think it's true. I have been on both sides of the second shift equation, but I love the community. In fact, it's going back a long time. I want to say maybe five years, maybe longer. I remember reading about you guys in the New York Times, and I was at a pivotal point in my career. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. 
And I went on, I applied, I filled out all the applications. I had, you know, the interview and then boom off I was and had a couple of really great projects, met some other really interesting women, learned a lot, just both what I could bring to the table and then what I gained from working on these different projects. And when I took over Hot Girls Pearls, it's probably three and a half years now and finding myself needing some help, there was no question that I was going to go back to the second shift and find some amazing women, which I have. I mean, everything you just said makes me so happy. So (laughs) I just, it really proves the point of what we've always said that the second shift is really an ecosystem in a lot of ways, because there are so many women who are part of the community or membership, even if they're not looking for work or they're at some point looking for work, then they go into a full-time job then they hire people back. And it's this organism that is helpful and lifts each other up and is there for each other and like it and professional growth and opportunities and willing to pay it forward. So I really want to thank you for that. You know, Hot Girls Pearls, I want to obviously discuss because that is your business now. And that is, you've been a really tremendous client of ours. But I really want to talk about how you got to the second shift and how you found us in that pivotal moment of your life. And then the sort of path that took you to pivot and now run a company. Sure. I feel like when I found the second shift, I was like a lot of women. I had had a third child. And at the time when I was pregnant, I had been working at a big company, working at Citibank, had been there for almost 10 years. What were you doing for them? So I was always, I've always been in marketing. That's always been my love. And I was on the consumer side of the bank. I had been there for 10 years before it became Citigroup. And it was, I don't want to say a small bank because it was never a small bank. But even then, they were really at the forefront. It was a great place for women to work and working mothers to work. I will say that it was a really great experience. They were ahead of the curve in allowing you to work a five-day work week in four days and were really open to that kind of flexibility. Now, nonetheless, after I got pregnant with my third child, I really felt, did I want to stay at a large company anymore if I was going to continue to work? I really wanted it to be a meaningful experience. And so I left and then did a series of other smaller jobs. But then also as I got older, I found myself in the position I think a lot of women feel, which is, do you go back to a full-time job? It's not so easy as you get older necessarily to find the right full-time job you want. And when I read about Second Shift and thought, wow, this is for women who have a lot of skills, a lot to offer, may not be necessarily looking for a full-time job, but still felt that they could contribute something wonderful to a company. And that I thought your mission of providing that opportunity didn't really exist anywhere. You were either looking for a full-time job or you weren't. And I thought Second Shift offered this fabulous opportunity. And so, like I said, I got to work on a couple of really interesting projects, bringing different aspects of what my background lend itself to. I love that. So you had a great experience as a member. And where are you located? 
So I'm located in New York City. You are. I thought you were outside the city, especially because wherever you're sitting right now, where I'm it doesn't look like yeah. New York City. It looks like you're in like so where I'm South sitting Carolina. right now. You're right. So where I'm sitting right now is in Connecticut, but our office and everything else where I work from is is really in New York City. I also think you hit on a point of when you've worked in a big corporate job, let's say, like you did, and then you leave and you your life changes, your needs change, your your ambition changes. The way that you want to work, I'm sure when you were thinking about going back into, you know, you would have had any opportunity to go back to a full-time corporate kind of role, but your like internal barometer of what you're looking for, your schedule, your time, your kids, your life, it just changes as you grow. And that's one of the things that I think we all have to think about is like, there's different chapters in life. There's different phases and providing people the in and out and easy transition to accommodate their lifestyle and their needs is important. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that speaks perfectly to the people that I've met when I've been looking to hire people at Hot Girls Pearls, which is, I feel like it is so hard to choose someone. I'll be honest, the caliber of women that Second Shift attracts is phenomenal. And they're all really interesting women. To your point, why they may be interested in a specific job is varied and has all kinds of layers to it. But every woman that I've either just talked to or hired have been just phenomenal, really smart, super capable women. So when you were a freelancer, were there any things that you did that now on the other side is the person hiring you think would be good tips for people to think about that make people stand out or that you did that you or didn't do that you yeah. wish you had done? I will say that, and I actually listened to you on your podcast and I was really sort of nodding along as I was listening to you that it's really important to talk about how you're going to help them and really dissecting what their needs are and what your skill set will bring to help them do that. And sometimes it's not easy to read between the lines. They might say they want something specific, but then you look at their resume and you say, well, I'm asking for X, but they can actually do Y too, which could be really nice. So I think the number one thing, at least when I've been looking for someone and when I even pitched a job is really to just say, how can I help you? Because at the end of the day, you are asking for help and you want to make sure that you can, you can meet that need. And when you're thinking about being the manager of this person who's coming on or being managed on the other side, right? What were, what are some of the ways that you think are tips that you would tell other people who are either going into an organization or hiring? Because I was at a dinner last night and people were talking about bringing on fractional talent and how they want to do this. But there, there's a fear about, is this person going to be overqualified? How am I going to manage this person if it's somebody who is more of like a senior level where it's lateral? So what are some of the things that you think have worked for you when you've been the client, but also work for you when you've been, what you've wanted to see? And, and do you marry those things together now that you have both experience? I agree with you. That's a super challenge yeah. because we do 
when I've looked for help sometimes and being sort of a small business and still in a bit of a startup mode, you want someone who can be flexible, understands not only what your needs are, but are sort of okay rolling up your sleeves. Someone who's been in a senior position might be seeing things at a much higher level and you have to really be clear. And I've tried to do this, what the expectations are that yes, your knowledge at a 10,000 foot level is spectacular. It can really provide a lot of value, but at the same time, I have a specific task, a specific job that you really want done. I think as the person applying for the job, being able to really say that you can balance both things, that you can still understand the value of rolling up your sleeve and doing maybe more or less than what you you were used to doing. But now that you have all this knowledge, you're coming at it from a very different perspective. You're not just the doer anymore. Yeah. And as... The person who's managing that you think like really stating upfront what the expectation of this job is and what the deliverables are, what success looks like, being very clear. I think sometimes people who have, especially a smaller business or a startup, and I've seen this happen with us sometimes where you hire somebody because of like the pedigree and the resume and they're like, oh my God, they know everything. But you have to be very clear on what like success looks like for the role, because if you're not managing the person, that's all useless. If, if the expectation isn't that you're going to, you're going to make 10 introductions, you're going to, you know, post these things on LinkedIn. You're not going to then recommend that we hire 10 more people because that's not what it is to work in a small business. So it can be a little intimidating if this person comes in with, you know, I know how to do everything, but it's still your business and it's still a small business. True. It's so true. Especially when, like I said, you're attracted by these wonderful women. They have unbelievable resumes and experience. And you think, well, I really want to tap into that experience. But I'm not, let's say, necessarily looking for a chief marketing officer. I'm really looking for someone who can really help maybe operationally, day to day, and in a very different capacity. But you still love the fact that they have all this other institutional knowledge that they can help bring to your table. In some ways, it can be the best of both worlds if everyone's just on the same page, right? Everyone just, we all agree that. Yes, you have this fabulous background and can really lend itself and be another voice and really maybe help steer a strategy and things like that. But I still need someone to do what the job description is. And it yeah. takes a certain kind of person who's sort of on board with both, I think. When you were going into companies as a consultant, how would you lay out like not so much the pitch, but like the scope or or how you how you were going to approach it. And were there any like really great experiences you had or really bad? I can't say I ever really had a bad experience, but I did have the experience of what I'm saying, which was necessarily the expectations and what they wanted and didn't necessarily coincide. So like I mentioned, my background is, is really in marketing, but sort of all facets of marketing. I've done all kinds of things. I've, I've worked at all different kinds of companies and it's also really lend itself to what I'm doing at Hot Girls Pearls now. But just to give a sense, you know, one of my projects at Second Shift was 
to help them write a business plan, really just how to bring a product to market and how to go about doing that. And they sort of had the cart before the horse a little bit. And so that experience, I would say, was really interesting and fulfilling for me. I'm not sure if in the end they felt that they were really certain of what they wanted. And then the other experience was I was coming into a relatively young startup and a lot of the people there I think were new. And I think liked the fact that I had had a large corporate background and had a sense of how do you present? How do you plan things? How do you budget things? And so they really wanted someone, I don't want to say the grown up in the room. I felt a little bit like the intern, like that Robert De Niro movie. (laughs) But I learned so much. It was an industry I didn't know anything about. And so I give them a lot of credit that they hired me knowing that I didn't really know anything about their particular industry that they were in. And for me, that was fabulous because I got to learn about it. But yet they saw what they wanted in terms of skill set. So do you think, I'm just having like a weird light bulb idea. Would this be something that would be interesting? Like we have all these experts, right? And these industry experts, and maybe you don't need to hire them for even a full-time job or a project. You just want their advice. What about, maybe we should create like an expert network of women, like where it's really, you can just sort of pitch the idea of hiring people by the hour to get advice. So it's less of a commitment and it's really just somebody who can come in and bring their expertise to you. And it's it's a great idea. You know, it's not like you have to come and do a business plan. That is a project. You're going to come in and be my marketing manager. This is like, I'm just going to give you some advice about like, do you want to think about your business this way or that way? Because there are so many women who are very senior and they maybe aren't interested in going full-time or doing projects. So I feel like that could be something interesting for the women. And another way to think about their, you know, their time and how they, how they work. I think it could be great for both sides because how amazing to tap into somebody's knowledge and understanding of a given field. And for sure, there are companies like us that when you're small and nimble and you're the one who's making all the decisions, sometimes you really want a second opinion. And you don't necessarily know where to get that. And not everybody has a board of directors or even advisors that maybe aren't industry specific. So you're like, I really want to figure out the next e-commerce platform I should be on or how to sell on TikTok. And you don't want to, you just want the advice on how to do that thing. I mean, I do this all the time where I'll be like, I want to do this thing, but I don't know how to do that thing. And yes, there's people I could call, but at some point you feel like a nudge. If I had an expert who I could rely on, you know, on an hourly basis to just talk to, I think feel like that would be good. Almost like a mentor, for sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm going to explore this. Thank you. I just got, you know. (laughs) So I was just wondering, pricing too. Uh, When you're pricing yourself, last week there was a, was it this week? Time seems to be flying. There was a Harvard Business Review article that say that women who are consultants and freelancers still are hitting what they're calling like a glass wall, not a ceiling, where they're undervaluing themselves and men are still getting paid more. And I'm wondering how you thought about it as 
a freelancer, as a consultant, when you were going into businesses, how did you think about your own value and pricing yourself in the market? That's a good question. I have to say that when I was the client looking for a project, to be honest, I was really looking at the project and not what it was going to pay me because I wanted to get certain skills out of it. So what I thought was interesting, the way the platform works is that you allow for this flexibility that it could be by the hour or it could be the entirety of a given project. Like, I think it will cost this much or this is what I'm willing to pay to have this piece of work done. And I thought that that was a really great tool of being able to really be flexible with someone um, in terms of maybe how long they might think something would take versus, well, I'm just going to pay you by the hour and it takes what it takes. And this is my budget. I suppose there's always some value of what you think your work is worth. It's a very, I think, difficult How did you price yourself? Like, how did you know how to price yourself? I think Do you want to hear one of the pieces of advice they gave was put your LLC in a gender neutral name so that when you're pitching for a job, they don't know you're a woman, which I just was like, or just ask for what you think you're worth, (laughs) like, you know, and don't be afraid. That seems like sort of beating around the bush a little bit. Uh, I didn't like, like that advice. Where did you come up with a a rate or, or how did you price shop yourself compared to what other people were charging? So I did do a little comparison, right, of talking to other people and sort of seeing what the industry averages is for, you know, various types of work, how much experience you may have in a given field. And then I never really felt like I had to negotiate. I always felt, I have to say, pretty comfortable with getting the information from others and, and what seem to be the industry standard. You know, it's it's hard to say what that is. And how do you feel as the employer then when you're on the other side and you're looking at people and seeing their rates, are you, is it more of like upfront price sensitivity? How much of a factor does it play in? And do you think people undervalue themselves or do you think it's pretty even what people are charging and what their skill sets are, are pretty fair? Right, right. I think the motto, you know, you get what you pay for is real. And with people's levels of experience, I think if you want a certain level of experience and you really value the person you're going to hire, then you're you're going to price it accordingly. I think, I do think there is some sort of, met, you know, versus I just need an intern to do X, Y, Z for me. That's one level. But someone who's bringing to the table years of experience you know, there's, there's real value to that. And I do think if you meet someone and maybe the rate they want to charge is more than you can afford, you know, I'm sure there's a way to either negotiate if the job is, is really interesting on both sides. I think everyone will be happy with, with the outcome. You know, again, clarity, as much clarity as you can give someone, I think is, is really important. You've given really, really good advice. And I think that on both sides, for as a client and a member, people are going to be really happy to have gotten your perspective. And now I want to shift our conversation to talk about Hot Girls Pearls, because you are now running this company and it's so clever. And really, 
ahead of its time. I mean, look where the the zeitgeist is right now is all about so true. menopause. So I want to hear how you wound up getting involved in running this business and tell everyone what Hot Girls Pearls is. So Hot Girls Pearls is freezable cooling jewelry. It's a discreet way of staying cool. We like to think of ourselves as the perfect combination of fashion and function. This was a product that was actually started by a woman who's in her 70s now. Her name is Connie Sherman. She was going through some debilitating hot flashes after being put on a medication and could not find anything that she could wear in public that made her feel better. And literally bought some refreezable ice cubes, strung them together and had her sort of aha moment of how do I now turn this into an actual product and a business? Um, She came up with the name, she got it patented. And the first iteration of the product were super large pearls, way oversized, but as you said, was really ahead of her time. And when I met her, again, I had done these second shift projects. They had all been great. And, you know, and maybe a classic New York story was introduced to her through a friend who met her somewhere else. And she said, oh my God, this is it. This is for you. You have to meet this woman. I was approaching the age where this product was going to be really perfect for me. I met her. We really uh, hit it off. I tried the product and I was sold right away. I always thought that it could be more than just pearls. And how do we expand the product line? You know, before I had been at Citibank, my background was in direct marketing. So I had been at the J. Crew catalog. I had been at Columbia House Music. And so I really knew how to work in that business. And, you know, we had to start over and develop a website and find a fulfillment center and how are we going to package the products? And so my very first second shift hire was a graphic artist. And again, this was, you guys were ahead of your time before the pandemic, before anything, this fabulous woman I hired lives in Dallas, Texas. And, you know, that did not deter me at all. And she was fantastic. And then, you know, along the lines, I needed some financial analysis done. I hired another woman from second shift to help do some financial analysis for us. Cause I knew when you know your strengths and weaknesses, that's really important. And so hot girls pearls is this product that you keep in your freezer and it comes in a freezable pouch and you keep it in the freezer for at least four hours. You can keep them in there longer. There's non-toxic cooling gel inside each bead. And when you're feeling hot or overheated, like I'm wearing one of our necklaces now, you put them on. So they were originally made for women going through menopause, but they are actually a terrific product for all kinds of women for all different kinds of reasons. It'd be good if you're going to like a wedding in July and it's just going to be hot. Exactly. (laughs) And you need to just wear something chic to cool down for a hat, you know, while you're sitting in the sun. So once you take a baseball game, a hundred percent, you've got it. Like um, we sell to women who are pregnant. I wish I had had them when I was pregnant because it was, I was pregnant in August and it was, uh, I was miserable, 
but we sell to women with certain medical conditions. If you're going through cancer treatments, sometimes you have heat sensitivity or can't go on hormone replacements or you're thrown into instant menopause. Um, women who have multiple sclerosis or other autoimmune conditions can also create heat sensitivity. Or like you said, it's just a hot day. You're on the golf course, you're gardening, you're prone to migraines. What's important about the fact that it, yes, it's jewelry and good looking, it really is, it's very discreet. But the function side of it is that your two most important pulse points to cool down when you're hot are the back of your neck and the inside of your wrist. So if you can cool those down, they actually help bring down your body temperature. Our necklaces all have a magnetic clasp. So as we get older, who wants to fiddle with that? So we make that a lot easier. You actually freeze them, you know, in this little pouch. And the pouch not only protects the jewelry, but it allows you to take them with you. It extends the life of the product. Let's say you've had a hot flash, you feel better 10, 15 minutes later, go ahead and put it back in the pouch and you can recool them. And the pouch will stay cold for a few hours. It's also lined with the cooling gel. It makes it easy. Oh, that's so smart. So you can recool it. I like that idea. Yeah. Okay. Um, We sell to a lot of independent boutiques, salons and spas and golf shops and pro shops. So, you know, we go to all the trade shows and things like that. And it's, it's pretty funny. I mean, we, when women see the product, their initial go-to is menopause. You don't have to say anything else when you say it's freezable, it's jewelry, people sort of get it right away. And again, this is another reason why I love Second Shift is that I would ne- I don't want to say would never hire a man to work here, but most men sort of glaze over when you sort of either say menopause, they don't really understand it. They think it lasts and few minutes, maybe a couple of months, and then it's over. They they don't really understand it at all. So it's kind of funny when we're when we're at a show and we try to explain the product to them. Although sometimes they will say, oh, that would be perfect for my wife. Yeah. Or my oh, mom that, would love that. That's what people say about the second shift too. Oh, I have my that's just like my sister. That's oh yeah. my, well, you should talk to my wife. I mean, we've never left a meeting with a man that didn't say that. Yeah. They're like, okay, yeah, cool. But you should also <laughs> you should also hire us or work with us. You know the need. Now help be the solution. It's true. And it's been really fun. We've learned a ton. Like I said, we have hard started with the pearls. We added um, what I'm wearing now, which is called a chiclet cooling necklace because they they sort of look They're like very chiclet chic. gum. No, they look like everything real is very chic. Yeah, yeah, they it's very contemporary. It's fun. Some people are pearl girls, but if you're not, and we're always researching and looking for for new ways to adapt the technology into something else, which we are working on now. And um, we've been really lucky. We've had a lot of wonderful press written about us and TV. And so we're just continuing on. Again, you're in a moment right now where menopause is like, you know, the topic of of discussion. Oprah just had a whole menopause summit. That's right. Uh, You know, Naomi Watts has a menopause company. It's really this area that has, been neglected for women for such a long time. And now people are obviously spending money. There's venture money behind it. 
people are are really open and to talking about it, coming up with solutions and and you've already, you know, you've created the the product and are part of the solution. So congratulations on that. You really saw Thank it you. ahead of time, what was coming and must be very fun to be riding the wave right now. It is fun. And it's true that menopause is one of those topics that people probably didn't want to talk about. Even maybe your own mother or family member or your even your own doctors never really discussed it. We had done a series of menopause videos with women at various stages, all different kinds of women. And the one constant seemed to be this lack of openness and discussing about what's happening to your body. I mean, that can last for years. Every woman is going to go through it and they're all going to go through it differently. No one's the same, of course. But yeah, we like to think that we can offer this discreet way of of staying cool. If you've ever had a hot flash, it's it's an involuntary response that you can't control. You don't know when it's going to happen. Some women get very uncomfortable. You can really start sweating. Other women just get very flush. And then a lot of women, once they've gone through menopause, we've heard from like their just internal body temperature has changed permanently. And they used to feel that they were always cold and now they're just always hot. I didn't so, know that. So our product is great. You know, really anytime you're feeling hot, I like to wear them sometimes when I'm cooking because the kitchen's always hot. Um, if you've come in from a long day, it just gives you sort of this little pick me up because it is ice cold around your neck or wrist. And once you put it on, it will stay cold on you for about 30 minutes. It really depends on your own body temperature and the environment you're in where you're wearing them. So if it's 90 degrees and humid outside and you put it on, certainly it's not going to stay cold as long as if you were wearing it indoors. But that's why the the pouch is a great option. It's very smart to have the the pouch because you can cool it back down and put it back on when you need it again. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I will let you get back to work. I just (laughs) wanted to, to thank you for being such a wonderful example to both women and to the clients that we work with of how you can work with the second shift, about being in a second shift yourself, in a second act, about, you know, look at your career path from going from this high-powered job, three kids. We always say it's the third kid that gets you. That's where the women all leave. It's either the first or the third. Um, And using us as the resource in between to stay engaged in the workforce so that you had the experience and you had the, you know, fresh resume. And I love that you were, when you said earlier, when you were thinking about the jobs that you were taking with us, that it wasn't necessarily thinking about the money. It was really about making sure you had the skills and, and really being smart about your career path. And knowing that you could then come back in and out and then wind up running a company. So that, which is totally different than what you were doing. So yes, you are literally like the shining (laughs) example on every side of the second shift. So thank you. No, this is great. And like I said, I always talk about second shift and just how great 
it's been for me on both sides. I, I know I will continue to use Second Shift as a resource to find just incredible talent. And I, I will say that anyone who takes a job on Second Shift, you know, you will always learn something from every experience and you just never know where it will take you. I never thought this is what I was going to end up doing. And yet here I am. I think it's fabulous. So congratulations. Thank you for for everything. And um, I'll make sure that everybody who's listening and is interested in learning more about Hot Girls Pearls sees all the links and finds the ways in which they can purchase the product. It's also a great gift. You know, Mother's Day is coming up too. So I would say this is, they're very chic. And I can see this being a terrific gift for a mother, mother mother-in-law, grandma, anyone. So thank you. We will make sure to promote that all around. Thank you, Leslie. It's been a pleasure. I'm so happy to have met you. you. Same here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. For more, you can follow along at thesecondshift.com. Please rate, review, subscribe, and help us make work work for you and for all women.